0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, and welcome again to... The Monster Sci-Fi Show. I am your host, The Monster, and I'm doing a review of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Ah. Or just call it Doctor Strange 2. It's a lot quicker. So I decided to do the review of Doctor Strange right after it dropped on Disney Plus which was last Wednesday so whenever this gets released it was July not July June 22nd i'm thinking that moving forward when a movie is in the theaters i'll watch it you know i'm pay for it but then i'm going to hold off doing reviews until it becomes available on streaming. I think that will give me a little bit more time to think about what I wanna do, and of course, rewatch it at home, and then go over my notes to see how I'm looking at this property. Because Shang-Chi, when I saw that in in a theater, and again, the timing was, I saw this after work, and I was uh, not full of energy, and it was okay for what I saw. But watching it at home, it just played so much better the second time, but over some time between the first showing and the second showing. And then two, I was also thinking about, since I'm getting back into my podcast recording, I wanted to do like the movie pass and go watch all these movies, you know, and pay what, $20 a month and then watch all these new movies coming out. but. We are already coming close to the end of June, or when this gets released, it'll be early July. And other than, like, Thor, and I was trying to think what else is coming out this summer, and I don't think there's a whole lot that I'm like, it would have made sense to invest buying this movie pass. And even towards the the fall and the winter, I'm like, uh, I'll wait. Because everything is changing with streaming. Some will happen within 45 days. Some will happen, you know, within before 90 days. But regardless, I'm going to do that. My reviews are not going to be like, that weekend the movie came out and here's my review. No, I'll wait. So much like when I did my Star Trek Strange New Worlds episode breakdown, you know, I'm giving a lot of time between when it first aired and then when I do my review. I, I think to do it as week to week to per, to watch or to rewatch and then to record and then to edit and then get everything all done from week to week is too much on my plate. So I'm just going to wait for most of the episode to air, then record my episodes along the way and then post it towards the end of that run and then boom, there goes my episodes. And it gives more time for me to think about what I want to say. I want to do is not feel rushed, nor do I want to hate the process of doing this. I've just finished working on my PowerPoint presentation because this coming week, I have to do my geek out at the library. I did the slideshow the way that I would do normally in a way that is more visual. So it's not a whole lot of text, but just more of cues for me to then, here's the thing I want to talk about and on that slide. So I'm already in the presentation mindset. So whenever I feel like I need to do a speaking engagement, and I've seen other people do this when they do PowerPoint, they just read what's in the PowerPoint. And that is just crazy. It should be a thing that you should be comfortable with. To the point that you can have a conversation or just listen to me like I'm talking to you, like over the phone. Here's the thing that I know about, and here's this point, and here's that point, and that point, and so forth. Not to be so dry. That's the last thing I want any presentation to be about. And especially for the geek out, the whole point is that I have people who are library staff and then also have patrons and combinations of both. You want to make this a fun time. With that said, Let's start off with Sam Raimi. So, Sam Raimi is a director that has been heralded for really pushing the envelope with the superhero genre. Because he directed Tobey Maguire in three Spider-Man movies. He's also done a movie called uh, Dark Man, which I also love. So, that also was, I think, right before Spider-Man. So, it was a pseudo-superhero story with Liam Neeson. Fantastic. And I think his last movie that Sam Raimi has to write directed was Oz the Great and Powerful, which I really, really loved. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis played a great witch. Like, I was really terrified. She really did a great job. And there was this one moment that she calls for her broom, and it was a, like a done in a practical way. Fantastic but she really sells it. Really happy with the way it came out. But I think he hasn't done anything since then. But what he started out his career with was a little movie called The Evil Dead, and then Evil Dead 2, and Evil Dead 3, The Army of Darkness, which, you know, Bruce Campbell was, and still is, his guy. You know, he's been in almost every single movie, even if it's just a bit part He's somewhere thrown into the mix. So, for example, Dark Man, at the very end, you see him as a face that Dark Man uses because he has this technology that he can create any face, but the face only lasts for a couple hours in daylight. Hence why it's Dark Man. Whereas there, and when it's dark, he can do the crime fighting, and all that. But he changed his face to look like Bruce Campbell. In this movie, for uh, Doctor Strange, we do see him as Papa Pizza. Or pizza. No, he was Pizza Papa. And it's like, it's a fun scene to see him do that. And yeah, the joke gets a little played out towards the end. That at, It's a post-credits scene that he stops hitting himself. I was like, eh, all right, fine, whatever. Sam Raimi and a Doctor Strange movie? Sure, why not? Did it work? Yes and no, but that's just, again, I think there's a lot of elements that worked well in a Disney movie, for Marvel specifically, and then there's elements in which Sam Raimi does what Sam Raimi does, and I love that aspect. It was a little clunky at times, but we'll talk about that as we'll go through. The elements that we have to deal with right off the bat is with WandaVision. Because Wanda is the big bad in this movie, which having watched WandaVision twice and really, really enjoying her story and how she came to be and why her mind focused so much on that TV world was brilliant. And it was heartbreaking and it was fantastic. And of course, everyone loves Agatha, even though she killed Sparky. But I freaking love Agatha. That whole series was just wonderful. So yeah, we're looking at the multiverse and somehow she's part of that because she's been playing with the Darkhold as well. But then we get Loki and we have, and we have Kang the Conqueror that we started to get to the point that the universe was cracking and the multiverse was expanding. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're, we're going for this. So by the time we get to, oh, and then of course Spider Man, Far From Home, where we get multiple Spider Mans. All reality is breaking. This was going to be, for Doctor Strange, the thing that could happen for bringing X-Men, bringing the Fantastic Four, bringing other elements that we have not seen before. Deadpool can come over, whatever it is. This never-ending, here's the gateway to release all our heroes that we've been waiting for. So when that didn't happen, I think that's the thing that the expectation versus reality kind of hit, And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't do the thing, you've been setting up on TV, even though Kevin Feige, you don't have to watch. I'm like, shut up, Kevin. Shut up. You really do need to watch this. But it felt like it's just like a one-off line that, you know, when... Dr. Strange visits, visits Wanda and says, yeah, I know what you did and you put everything back, so I wasn't that worried about you or whatever. I'm like, but it would have been nice that something was spoke about or dealt with because, you know, Westview, she held all those people hostage, you know, and she created this world in which she had two sons and she brought that vision, you know, there was so much to unpack there, but of course, and I get this, you don't have a whole lot of time to do this storytelling with Doctor Strange. You're just going to have to kind of go forward. So in, in that respect, it, it kind of feels like we got shortchanged in some respect, but again, it is what it is, and we'll we'll go forward with that. And so we'll start off with the fact that we have our first version of Doctor Strange, which is Defender Strange, and he's running with America Chavez, who has the ability, I guess, to, to jump through different universes in a star pattern by punching through or whatever. The Book of Ashanti is, I guess, Vishanti? Yes, Vishanti. That he is trying to get, but he's not able to get it without using America's power. He betrays her to take her power. And, you know, things happen in which she ends up getting into our universe, which is 616. And that's the other thing, too. I appreciate, when I watch it on Disney+, Plus subtitles. Because it doesn't say specifically which universe all these different strange take place in. So, whenever someone's speaking, it does say so-and-so, you know, um, 838, which is Mordor. Um, Wanda also, um, and also that strange that we'll talk about in a moment. So it's perfect, but you don't get to see that in the movie. So I'm like, it's just like if it's next door, I guess not. So again, subtitles are fantastic on Disney plus. So I'm speaking about America Chavez. I don't know much about her other than she was in Marvel comics and the i was just trying to read briefly about her as a background character or why she's even part of this and there is some information that she had mothers that raised her she was in a utopian parallel which is like a reality that is out of time and i, I don't know and and something happened in which the mothers sacrificed themselves as opposed to this accident that we see America Chavez create in which the moms get sucked out because of our star portal. But I've always was kind of like, why America? It didn't make like it was America in the utopian parallel universe or whatever that is, it's not like the same like it's Mary for us. It's that common name. It just seemed kind of weird that America is the first name. I love so I love the actress America Ferrara who did a show called Ugly Betty, which I've never saw, but I loved her immensely on Super Superstore. Yeah. That's the only other America that I know of, so I just found it kind of odd that that's the name. And, you know, with comics, that's a whole different thing. You can just get away with stuff, but it just seemed kind of weird that that's what that was. Right off the bat, it's okay. I mean, it, it, it's hard for me to kind of connect with America Chavez, even though she is Latino. Or Latina, I should say. But it's... it's. There was not enough for me to really latch on to for that character. Let me talk about the good stuff then. <laughs> because the main thing that really caught my interest was the Illuminati. Oh, by the way, spoiler. sorry. <laughs> I mean... I mean, if you're seeing my review, obviously, that's going to be spoilers. So... It's been a while, so my apologies for not saying that up front. But the Illuminati is in the Doctor Strange movie. Now, they had appeared, I guess, uh, in A New Avengers number 7 back in 2005. Now, I remember uh, that group, which is comprised of Doctor Strange, Mr. Fantastic, Namor, Professor X, Iron Man, and Black Bolt. So at that time, they were being leaders or heroes above the heroes. Basically, they were the like the, an organization of a brain trust. And the biggest problem they were facing was we got to get rid of the Hulk. And that's where we get the whole World War Hulk storyline in which they shot him into space. The Ultimates comic and movie and... Planet Hulk storyline all combined to do that variation of that story, and I thought that was kind of cool. When I got to see them on the screen, cool. So, when Doctor Strange arrives with America at Earth 838, we see a Doctor Strange that has a statue, no beard, just Benedict Cumberbatch as a statue in Doctor Strange's robes. Uh, But we get the story about He has been playing around with tapping into different universes and and made an incursion, basically, caused reality of two or three universes. It doesn't say, I don't think they mentioned how many, but to crash and basically no longer exist. So he was guilty of that. And he was basically put to death or executed, I should say, by Black Bolt in this movie. And even though there's a statue saying that he gave his life for Thanos, that was not the real reason. But regardless, they painted a pretty picture for him. So for this Illuminati group, we had Maria Rambeau, who was Captain Marvel, not Brie Larson, (laughs) who was my Captain Marvel. But having seen this actress, and I'm blanking out on her name... In the actual last James Bond movie, I freaking love her really, really well. So when I see her in this movie and see how much screen time she gets, I'm like, really? That's all you're going to give her? God damn. That sucks. The other great moment about the Illuminati group, we do get to see... And it was so in the trailer, so it wasn't like, oh, spoilers. You're not going to see who's going to be this, but Professor X is Patrick Stewart. But we get the, the 97 X-Men theme as he is wheeling in that big-ass yellow hovercraft wheelchair thing. So very cool about that. We also get John Krasinski from The Office who played Jim. As Mr. Fantastic, which a lot of people, a lot of fans have been wanting him and his wife, Emily Blunt, to play Sue Richards, to be in the Fantastic Four movie. So, unfortunately, at the time of this recording, I just found out he ain't coming back. (laughs) This was just basically a one-off, so, you know, we should be lucky that we got that much. So, I'm like, all right. Now, the big thing that I mentioned in Star Trek Strange New Worlds in the first episode was about Anson Mount. For me, this was the thing that I was probably, the second thing that made me happy overall with this movie. I saw the inhuman stupid ass movie that was basically a TV show that put two or three episodes together and then released it in the theaters. At the time of when that was released, I was in Dragon Con with Mr. Gene, and that Friday we split. I went to do my thing to watch this crap movie. He did his thing, and then we met up later. And I'm like, I know this is going to be crap, because it's television, and it looks cheap. Like, even the costume is garbage. And then the group that you have great special effects at the beginning-ish, you separate the group, and then you neuter All their powers. So, and then you film it on location. So, you really kind of get superheroes on the cheap. And I was really kind of like, oh man, you guys suck. But, luckily, Anson Mount dropped on Discovery Season 2 as Captain Pike. Fans loved him. I loved him. Now we got a whole series. Thank God he has been redeemed in that sense. Because he is fantastic. He is absolutely one of my new recent favorite actors. But now, seeing him in Doctor Strange, not only do we see him back as Black Bolt, he has got that damn comic book accurate costume, even with the stupid tuning fork on his forehead. <laughs> and he kills Doctor Strange with the words, I'm sorry, reverberating out of his mouth, which is Freaking brilliant. I love that. So I was happy about that. Like, super happy that Anson Mount got redeemed twice. But for me, the biggest surprise that I was so damn happy was seeing Hayley Adwell as Captain Carter. Yes, we had her in the What If TV uh, episode, the very first one, which was probably the best one. Second to the the What If T'Challa became Star-Lord. But then seeing her... In the actual costume, in person, was fantastic. And seeing her go into action was also fantastic. The only problem (laughs) was that everyone gets killed easily, which goes back to how Black Bolt gets killed. was so disturbing, I don't think anyone else but Sam Raimi would have done what he did, which was when Wanda uh, attacked the group, she took away his mouth, and Black Bolt freaked... And he thought about whatever he was going to say, but it got stuck in his head and popped his own head. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. Even though it was sad that Black Ball didn't last, that exec- that moment of execution, I freaking loved. I was pissed <laughs> that they killed off Agent Carter by being cut in half by own Shield. Oh, my God. I mean... Reed Richards being spaghettified. Look, man. It it just, it reminded me if you had, like, the Play-Doh set and you had that uh, bald guy that had, like, the hose on his head and you put the Play-Doh up there and you squeeze it out and it becomes all spaghettified. That's exactly what I thought about him in, in that respect. So I'm like, alright, fine. Everyone's dead. We'll just leave it at that. Thanks, Wanda. I can't have anything nice. So, the other thing, as we move on, this Doctor Strange that is with America Chavez is not like Defender Strange, and he is not like the Strange from this world, although he wasn't really given a title other than Strange 838, so I don't know what happened with that. He does encounter another Strange, which is Sinister Strange, and I forget... The, the adjacent uh, universe number so I'm blanking out but the what if episode was earth one nine 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 so one one hundred thousand ninety nine 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 hundred and ninety nine was that number and that was strange supreme so I was wondering it's like because he had the third eye it's like would he encounter that that was also a letdown because that character's lines that he was saying in the episode of "What If" was pretty much mirroring what Sinister Strange was saying. But then again, that was the running theme that, in, like, as Strange said, in every universe he loses Christine, and I thought that was fantastic. I'm glad that that happened. I just wish that I'm like. But you had the Sinister Strange right there. Why did you have to make another character? Or Because it looked exactly like that universe in which everything was falling apart. That literally reality was just fading away. So I was kind of pissed that that didn't happen. The cool spot is between... Our Doctor Strange and then Sinister Strange was them fighting with musical notes. I thought that was very clever and very creative. No complaints about that. When we get to the actual uh, end in which everything gets resolved, the one thing that I thought was brilliant, and this is again, a very Sam Raimi thing, was that the, the Defender Strange was brought back. To do fighting on the behalf of our strange of our strange via Dreamwalking. And it was a zombie five version of Strange. And he had all these different spirits that were attacking him because of the Darkhold. But then that one made all those spirits into like a cape for a cloak. And then did the multiple arm thing that he did in the Avengers. Uh, Infinity War moment was fantastic, So, but it was like a dead version. All that is Sam Raimi, and it's beautiful. I'm so happy to have seen that. Now, after all that was done, all right, we're done. We're good. We're back to that. The two credit scenes that threw me off, I'm like, why does now Strange, because he's walking down the street, and all of a sudden... In the middle of the street, he's screaming because he's he's walking down the street and he's screaming because his head is hurting. And then all of a sudden, there's this third eye that pops up. And I'm like, what the hell happened? I had to do research. Why that happened? You could argue that because of him tampering with the dark hole, that that's the thing that is now, because there's a price to pay every time you do that. And that's part of it, right? As someone explained, it's like, well, now he has the third eye because that allows him to see other mystical things that normally humans cannot see. Because it got real confusing afterwards. The next scene, walking down the street, now he's got, you know, a red scarf on his neck, and then there's this woman that appears and was saying, Doctor Strange, you know, I'm going to hold you accused because you have an incursion or whatever. I'm like, Who the hell is this? I've never seen this other than it's Charlie Theron. So her character's name is called Clea. And not to go into uh, a big long story, because I have no idea who the hell this person is. So the brief summation about her, she is like the niece of Dormammu from the comics. So Dormammu was the the villain in the first uh, Doctor Strange movie, so... I'll just leave it at that, because that's how it all makes more sense. Just real easy and clean. So I'll just leave it at... The other thing, too, outside of the whole Doctor Strange 2 movie is that Sam Raimi supposedly has another about 40 minutes worth of footage that was the original runtime. But because of reshoots and then with through editing, they dropped it down to two hours and five minutes. So there is technically a longer version of this movie. As to what that could be, I would definitely be interested to see that. However, (laughs) this is not the Zack Snyder Justice League cut in which we're going to get. We will never get that. It is much like the Rogue One scenario when they did massive reshoots. We're never going to see the original version of that. We're not going to see David Ayer's version of the Suicide Squad that people want to see. The Ayer's cut. I doubt we'll get to see the Raimi cut. But I would be interested to see deleted scenes that make more sense. Much like, I think, in the Spider-Man No Way Home, there is extra deleted scenes that people were pissed that because they were not included, and that Sony will probably re-release this movie with all those deleted scenes. Yeah, I know how that game is played. Thank God I had not... Bought my movie yet? Now that we're in phase four, this is the last bit before I'm going to end my review. We've had Black Widow, we've had The Internals, we've had Shang-Chi, and now Doctor Strange. I'm not including Spider-Man within this phase four thing because that's a Sony and that's Marvel adjacent. Even though he did crossover, it's confusing. Um, I'm not including Thor love and thunder yet because i haven't seen it but as right now the worst movie out of this lot for phase four is the eternals it is complete complete garbage it is unwatchable except for the last 20 minutes in which there is finally some action going on and i'm like all right fine you entertain me for that but to get to that point bore it out of my mind next would be black widow the only thing that's great about that Sadly, it's not about Scarlett Johansson, but it's Florence Pugh. Next would be then this movie, Doctor Strange. Again, there's some things that I liked about this movie. It's better than The Eternals and much better than Black Widow, but again, my expectations versus the reality thing, I think that was the the frustrating part. Whereas Shang-Chi, I had no expectations. I had no idea about this character. So going in, in it cold... I was wonderfully surprised. Much like Guardians of the Galaxy, even though I knew some of the characters, not the latest iteration of those characters that we got to see on the big screen, but that became probably one of the best MCU movies of all time. But in any case, that's how I think uh, Doctor Strange will rank in Phase 4. Now, when we look at that compared to the TV shows, they're not necessarily working in conjunction the way that I thought they would. So if we see Agent Carter, that is in What If, show up on Doctor Strange, and I'm not saying that's the exact same Agent Carter, but they tapped that one and not the sinister Strange from the exact same What If. I find that a little bit jarring. Now, we also have. The The issue with WandaVision in which it kind of doesn't really do much with what was done before. And again, you don't have a whole lot of room to do what you did on the TV and bring it here. Other than you lost two kids, you want two kids, and you are doing anything to get to those two kids. And that's all WandaVision is about. And that's a shame because you really need to watch WandaVision. Not because it will make sense of what Doctor Strange, what happens in Doctor Strange, but it's a better performance from Elizabeth Olsen, and it's a better time seeing a, a different way of storytelling being developed. It's like a, a weird origin story being told, as well as the, an evolution of a character, and I thought that was fantastic. Here, all right, so Doctor Strange now has a third eye. Ah, uh, okay, I'll just go with that. Nothing great wasn't thrilling, but, you know, I, 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 I had a better time knowing there are certain moments that, oh, my God, that's Sam Raimi. Oh, my God, Bruce Campbell is in this. And, yes, there's moments of where I got to see Monica uh, Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel. I got to see my Captain Carter. I saw Reed Richards. And I saw Professor X again and Black Bolt. Do I want this in my collection if I ever bought it? Uh I really can't say yes. A hundred percent. But I would not mind watching this movie again, just for those moments again. Whereas Eternals, nope. I don't care about the action figures. I don't care about the movie. There's no reason for me to even want that in my library. Black Widow. Uh maybe some of the action figures, but again, that was such a disappointment. So but Again, this is what we got. And I think phase four is really kind of been uneven just because unlike phase one, two, and three, where, you know, you had things that were connecting better and things were leading to something much bigger down the road. I don't know where we're going with phase four. And I think that's what's been kind of weird that at this point, it's like you, where do we go from end game? Uh, we'll do these kind of stories. We'll continue, but we don't know what the goal is. Having said that, Comic-Con will be coming out uh, shortly thereafter this release of this podcast. We'll get more news, I'm sure, And the 23 in September. We'll find out what happens in Phase 5, and we'll get a better and clearer idea of what's going to happen and when the X-Men is going to show up and when the Fantastic Four is going to show up. That's what we want to see. But even then, with all that, I don't know where is Marvel going with all this. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words. So, But in any case, you made it this far, and I appreciate you for listening to me talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But please, please let me know your thoughts about Doctor Strange. Are there points that i was wrong or points that you would love to help explain to me certain things that just went way over my head i would love to hear that from you follow me on the various social networks. you can always email me at monster sci-fi show at gmail.com so again thank you for listening to me and to the monster sci-fi show it's sci-fi from a certain point of view good night Comic-Cons are back, and fans are ready. Hear all about it on The Con Guy Show, where we keep you up to date on all the events, the movies, the people, and the conventions that drive your passions and feed your fandom. Straight from the nerdy heart of Hollywood, California, we are proud members of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network.